This is Confessions of Coconuts, episode 16. Hi, I'm Coco. And I'm Kashu. Hi, Kashu. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. Doing good? Uh, well, worse than most days, but it what? is what it is. What's going on today? I don't oh know. Just gosh, every day is a new thing. Super tired, and you know. Why are you tired? So I don't know. It's middle of summer, so I don't know why I'm tired. But, you know, I don't know. Sleeping, as we already discussed in previous episodes, sleeping is very difficult. Oh, my goodness. You do nothing and you can't sleep? I guess not. Oh, my gosh. But at least today's Friday. At Come least. on, cheer up. At least. At least today's Friday. And today, we have our Fridays with friends. Great. Right? I'm very excited. <laughs> My friend today is an amazing mom and an interior designer. She actually has done a home renovation almost by herself. Another beautiful Brazilian who loves life and the coastal living of the USA. On Instagram, she goes by CB underscore studio underscore design. Welcome, my friend, Claudia Belzer. We are so glad you are here with us. <laughs> Great to be here. It is my pleasure. Well, we are very happy that you are here today with us. Um, Kashu seems to uh, think that every single friend I make, I get introduced to by a mutual friend. Because this is exactly how it is. <laughs> If you guys are listening, like every single person that ever comes on Fridays the Friend is like, oh yes, kisses to you, insert person here. Thanks for letting me... Have a friend of yours. <laughs> well, in Claudia's case, we uh, we were attending a party actually, and there we clicked. Do you remember, Clau? Uh, let me think about. Was this the Festa Janina uh, party? Um, I know. Uh, I know. I it was in Colorado's. It was in Colorado back in the day. It was uh, well, almost 13 years ago. I know it's hard to remember that that long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But the funny thing is that later I discovered that she was my neighbor before um, I left your dad, Kashu. That's right. right. Yeah, and we didn't even know each other. We were, <laughs> that is mildly yeah. amusing. That is so weird. It, it was. We were both in shock because we were like right next door neighbors. We had no idea. <laughs> I know. It was. One, I think, was two houses. We, oh, yeah, yeah. Two yes. houses yeah. apart. True. Two, two doors then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we were talking. I was like, I can't believe. I can't <laughs> believe. And she was telling me all the stories. She was actually my spy after R that. No. <laughs> wow. It's no. been confirmed. Claudia is like <laughs> FBI, CIA agent. Yeah, that's uh, another skill set of mine. Jack, you are not supposed like, to... <laughs> tell that <laughs> you you outed her now everyone exactly. knows i was a secret one now can't hide it anymore <laughs> yeah, it's just funny how small world this is you know yeah gotta watch your back the whole time yes so much happened at uh in colorado too yeah for both of us that's true that's true so um you Please tell our listeners from what part of beautiful Brazil you are. Okay, so I was born in Porto Alegre, uh, which is the capital of Rio Grande do Sul. It's the very last state in the south. 
it borders Argentina and Uruguay. Oh wow! Is it cold? It gets it gets cold. Yes. How cold is cold? Um, we get frosts every winter. Oh, okay. That cold. Okay. okay. Yes. It's not just rain. It's cold too. That's that's great. Yes, because it's so far south. Um, that it gets very cold. Generally speaking, people think that, oh, you're from Brazil. How can you like uh, cold? Because I love cold. And then I have to explain, well, where I'm from is really cold. We don't get snow. It's very rare. Sometimes we do, but it's very rare. And But it gets very cold. We have frosts every year, every winter. So I was born there. And when I was about seven years old, my mother moved one state north to Santa Catarina um, and then with me and my siblings. So we moved to the island of Florianopolis and that's where I grew up. And it's beautiful. It has uh, 42 beaches, official beaches. Wow. Yeah, but unofficial ones because they have some ones that are sm are just small. They're not big enough to to be on the map. <laughs> so all together are over 100. Wow. And I, I heard Florianopolis is a beautiful place for surfing. Yes. It's a hot spot for surfing. Absolutely international uh, surfing. So that's a big thing there. It, it is beautiful. It also gets cold. In the winter, we have penguins in the island. No oh way. my gosh, have you seen like a penguin yes. with your own eyes? <laughs> yes, I have. Yes, I have. That is so cool. <laughs> I've always wanted to like see a penguin in like real life, not at the zoo. <laughs> yes, they are adorable. Uh, they're not very, they're not very friendly. <laughs> understandable, understandable. Yes, yes. But it's, uh, so that's where I'm from. Well, cool. And, and so you grew up and then uh, you came to the U.S. to study, right? You went to Colorado to study? Um, sort of. I actually, let me see, how, when are we going to start? So I was going to school um, in Santa Catarina to get a degree in international relations. Um, I was studying a lot and I decided I needed a break, so... And I needed to improve my English. So I decided to come to the U.S. I signed up for an exchange program. And from Florianopolis, I went to uh, Minneapolis, <laughs> all the way up in Minnesota. And oh, I there I stayed not very long. And then from there, I moved to Colorado. Oh, okay, yeah, I totally forgot Minneapolis. I thought for some reason you came uh, from Santa Catarina to Colorado. No, that would have been better. <laughs> a better move, but no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, it'll be totally different life, I tell you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, things happen for a reason, right? Absolutely. Yes, they so do. So, how long were you in Colorado? I think it was about five years altogether. Wow, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, and, and like all of my friends, you have moved quite a bit. So wow, jeez, <laughs> all the similarities of your friends, they're all basically the same. Yes, <laughs> I'm telling you, we are troopers. Yeah. Wow, we so are troopers. A, a group of people who are all generally the same, different faces, See, different names, but generally the same. <laughs> yep. 
Well, adventurous people go with adventurous people. You know? I guess so, yes. Yeah, I'm telling you. That's true. So would that, I remember that you lived in Michigan and Florida and now California. Did I forget any other, any other location? Nope. No, you got it all. You got it all covered. So, so it was from uh, Minneapolis to, to Minnesota to Colorado, from Colorado to Michigan, and then uh, Florida, and then California. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I know you are a California girl. I know that. But didn't you live in a country while in Michigan? Um, it wasn't. No, really. Uh, I lived in East Lansing, where uh, the Michigan State University is. So it was, um, well, it's, it's different. Michigan is kind of all out in the country. <laughs> There's not a, a lot to do there. Um, for instance, now I'm kind of have half of my time in LA and then half of my time in San Diego. And there's a lot more, a lot more to do here. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, Michigan is more, all the activities are more nature related which is nice. Yeah. Nature there is beautiful oh, as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. I've seen all those, like, those those ads where it's, like, pure Michigan. And it'll be, like, the dude singing in the canoe, like, run down the, <laughs> run down the river or something. Or, like, some bears in a fire or something. Yes. I don't know. Like, have you seen those? I have. I have. And there's a lot of uh, hiking and camping and uh, shooting. <laughs> a lot of uh, shooting. <laughs> oh, yeah. We totally know about that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I was in East Lansing. So that that's uh, East Lansing. It's more of a, a university town. So okay, it's, it's yeah, quite I, populated. I, but I don't know why I thought it was country. I think it's because the grounds around your home was so pretty, and the, your yard was so green and pretty. I, I yeah. somehow simulated to be country living because that's what I get around oh. here. <laughs> no, definitely my place was not as big as yours. <laughs> but uh, we did have an, a nice big backyard, and every spring we would have wild animals coming to our house. So there's plenty of deers, a lot of bunnies, a uh, lot. Oh, under our uh, our deck, we used to have every year between three and four American robin nests. Oh my God! Really? Yes, yes, with the little blue eggs in. Every Aww. year, I had a, a wild turkey once in my place. Aww. That is so cool. Like we don't get a lot of animals at our place, even though like we live literally right next to like a twenty-three acre forest. We just see like deer occasionally, but then they always run away when you get too close. <laughs> yeah, we don't have that much of visitors here, which I guess is okay because if you have too much wildlife, sometimes it, it's. Um, you get some, I don't know, some disease coming your way too, because I hear that they, you know, they they spread like their urine has some type of disease. Their mm -hmm. whatever they, they they bring a bunch of pests with them. Mm -hmm. That yeah. yeah, that could be true. Yeah, I want to go back to your time in Colorado though. Did you, um so when you came, you say you came to study. Um, business, did you, did you find your uh, passion after you did that fascinating roaming, uh, home renovation? Uh, or how did you change from business to interior design? Well, okay. So I've always had a passion for 
architecture uh, in general and always wanted to take things apart and put them back together. That was one of my hobbies that I've had ever since I was a little girl. So, but I, my parents, or my entire family actually, they all wanted me to do something different. Uh, my father wanted me to be a doctor. My grandfather wanted me, wanted me to be a lawyer like him. And uh, my mother wanted me to be a veterinarian. And I was, I didn't really want to do any of that. So I went to business school because I thought, well, that's where I'm going to make money on. That's, that's, you know, the thought that you have when you're going to college, what is going to, what is, what is it that is going to pay the bills, right? Why, how are you going to make money? So I went to business school, um, then moved to the U.S. When I moved to Colorado, I went back to uh, university. University of Colorado at Boulder to try and finish my um, international relations degree that I had started in, back in Brazil. And one semester later, I realized that I didn't want to do business school anymore altogether. It was just, to me, it felt more like a chore. You know, I, it was easy for me to do business but I, there was no passion. There was no pleasure doing it. Yeah, I actually totally relate to everything you're saying right now. Because, you know, um, I was just talking in the car with Coco, like, just, like, two days ago or something about basically the same thing. You know, I used mm -hmm. to really want to do computer science, computer programming, maybe, like, program video games or something. Because I, I feel like that's every kid's dream at some point in their life if mm -hmm. they play some sort of video game. And then when I actually took a class in sophomore year of, like, Java programming, I hated it with such a passion. It was so <laughs> awful. It was, like, emotional and physical toll every single time I clicked on one of the lessons. It was terrible. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, well, I don't know what I'm going to do now. But then I realized that I'm okay at art and I'm like really like doing art. And it's like, so I discovered that it's more, I'm more passionate about my art than passionate about doing something that would get me, yeah, it would get me money. But what was, what's the point of being really unhappy if you're like, even if you have a lot of money? Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to follow your passion because if you're going to be waking up early in the morning and going to work to do something that you don't like, you're going to feel miserable. You're going to mm -hmm. feel like you're suffering and not having a happy life. So if you have to do that, do something that you love doing. So you want to get up early, you want to get to work and you, you know, you want to be productive and, and then you're going to feel like you are living a good life. Yeah, definitely. Right. So I decided to, when, then, then we moved to Michigan and then in Michigan, I went back to school and then I decided to do interior design. You know, I decided to follow my my gut and follow my passion. And and that was definitely a good call. But it did. And now that I think about it, uh, Coco, is that back in um, Colorado when uh, we bought the house and it, it was a really, it was a, a foreclosure house. It was in a really bad shape. You remember I do. <laughs> it was falling apart. It was what was in the seventies. A house from the seventies was built, and it was in a really bad shape. So we flipped it. I did a lot of work, and I was pregnant uh, with my second child. And I remember being um, 
New Year's night, and I was painting the bedroom. And so with the roller going up and down the wall, painting with my big belly, I could hear the fireworks, everybody was having fun, and I was painting the, the house. <laughs> Yeah, I, I when I met you, uh, the the whole upstairs was already done. Mm -hmm. Simon was already here, mm -hmm. uh, and um, it looked very very nice. If if you hadn't shown me the pictures, I would have no idea the house looked any different. Yeah, yeah. It was just like unbelievable what you guys did. Yes, thank you. It was. It took a lot of work, a lot of effort, but at the same time there was a passion, right? So for me, it was kind of uh, therapeutic, actually, mm -hmm. right? Because it was my hobby. I enjoyed doing it. And then when we were all done with the house, I thought, you know what? This is, I could do this. I could do this every day. It's a lot of work. Yeah. You know, and when I say do this, I, I don't really mean the physical labor, um, but designing it, deciding what, what's going to be like when it's done what kind of environment do I want to, do I want it to be? You know, how do I want people to feel when they are here? That's, you know, that's the, the design power, actually. You have control of how a person's day is going to be like once they pass through that environment you created. That is so cool. I've actually never thought of that. Like, was this the, the design, the way that you, like, lay out the whole place and the colors that you choose and everything is, like, that will affect their feelings. That's, like, so cool. They're, that's, <laughs> wow, I was, like, mind-blown at that. Because, like, I have a friend who, like, she is going to go into college to do interior design. And, you know, like, she spends a lot of time, you know, like, drawing out little, like, little places. Like, she just um, designed a hair salon for somebody in town and you know like I never thought about like how much consider like how many how much thought you need to put into it mm -hmm. about like how all the pieces are gonna like help the whole environment as a whole absolutely absolutely I mean I'm very happy to hear that because uh, most people think that um, design is just making a room look pretty Mm -hmm. and this interior design there's a whole lot more more to that the the part of just making it pretty is actually uh called decoration and mm -hmm. anybody can call themselves a decorator and now an interior designer requires for formal uh study it requires you to go to school and get a bachelor's and it you know, it requires a whole lot more knowledge um, than than decorating. Yeah, you you when you dig the house, it it um, you know, like you're saying, moving the walls, recreating the kitchen, or making the making the whole place flow better. Mm -hmm. And then when you were ready to sell, you went down the basement and redid the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And not not just that, but like you kind of spruced up the upstairs and you did the whole basement and you even did some upholstery, some, some chairs. I was like, I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, those, those are good, were good days when I was, when I was feeling inspired. <laughs> They're not, I'm not, telling you, yeah, not you every welcome day. Welcome here anytime you are inspired. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is that later, um, I realized that I, 
residential design is actually not for me. Mm-hmm. So that's not what I do, actually. So right now, uh, I had a transition after I moved from Michigan to Florida. I started working with a, uh, an architecture company, and I just started I started to do design for senior living facilities. And I completely fell in love with it because you are it's kind of residential because you're creating a home for you know the elderly population mm-hmm. but there's a there's also healthcare involved to it because you have to create a space that um, there are no rugs because rugs can they are actually tripping hazards for for elders uh, the chairs cannot have a soft cushion the cushion actually actually have has to be firmer so when they sit they don't sink in because then it's really hard for them to propel themselves back up and you know they all the chairs have to have have to have arms for them to help also to get up and there's the bathroom needs to be really close to the to the bedroom so because it serves as a, a queue when they need to use the bathroom it's right there um, it, it's so they, they don't forget because elders have issues with incontinence, but if they are in their bedroom and they feel they need to use the bathroom and they look at it, it's right there. They know they have to go. They don't have mm-hmm. to go look for it. So there's a lot of little things involved to help, uh, the elderly population to be safe and, and comfortable. And I thought that was just fascinating because not only at that up to that point I knew that there was there were really good things I could do with design and and make something look nice and pleasant and comfortable uh and maybe inspiring I knew all that but then when I found out that there's more to it that I can actually make a place safe uh for the elderly people that was just mind-blowing so another good example is um, we, I did a lot of um, memory care facilities. So that's where people with Alzheimer's or any type of dementia uh, stay. Those places, they have a nurse staff around the clock. They have the doors are typically locked. The windows are locked. And it's a very secure facility. But how can you make it so the elders don't feel like they're actually in prison, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so there's things that we can do to help with that. There's things that I can do as well for um, to promote brain activity, which that will reduce the progression of Alzheimer's disease because it forces the brain to create new connections. Um some examples would be using textures and colors and sounds. Um, pictures, visual cues are great tools as well to have um, wall-hung picture frames with their loved ones' pictures and then a tag with their names, right? Because mm-hmm. memory is their struggle. So, But if they're looking at it every day, their daughter's picture, for instance, with her name, uh, right there, and then their grandkids. That helps them not to forget for a little longer who they are, who are the the people that are coming to visit them. 
That is so cool. I had never thought anything about like interior design and like interior design like that. That's like I you know I was like thought you know that interior design like decoration they're basically like two synonymous terms like oh yeah I'm an interior designer I can build houses on sims that look nice you know <laughs> like that kind of oh, thing sims? yeah like I can do that like if that was all it took I can I could be an interior designer but <laughs> you know I never thought that it could be like so like deep and like thoughtful and like you got to think about all the elements that you're putting because like it could like have an effect on somebody's life you know it's like so cool like not only are you making it like safe and nice and stuff you're making it also like really comfortable and like helping to promote you know better mental health and all that kind of stuff yeah that's that's pretty that's pretty cool so when you went to school in michigan and you started like the whole course about interior designing did you felt home or was it like was it like an uh, an affirmation yes this is what I need to do or or was it like a transition from you know the business area into interior design was just a, a hard transition no it was easy when I was in school I felt right at home in all my projects uh, even before I knew I liked the healthcare design, uh, most of my projects were t- towards to uh, a healing um, area, if I may. So it typically would be a Buddhist temple, or mm-hmm. I actually did design back in school a, um, a senior living facility as well. But at that point, I, I had no idea that the the field I was going to, you know, uh, specialize in because the school doesn't give you that much information. It gives you the basic tools, the basic knowledge. And then once you are working out in, out in the world, working on your field, then you will find out the breakdown, mm-hmm. where, what parts you like more, what you don't, even like as a, as a cook, a cook will also have their, you know, the preference if they like cooking more Asian food or desserts or the, you know, you, yeah, you, spe- you specialize in, in, in the field. And for me is healthcare. Yeah, that's, that's pretty neat. But you also, uh, I think in that, in that same time, or maybe, um, a little bit into school, you participated in a competition, didn't you? You did some type of kitchen. I thought that was yeah. so cool. <laughs> I did. Uh, that was, um, it was a competition uh, at the Michigan Antiques Fair. Yeah. It was it was a really cool challenge, actually. And uh, we had, to, there was plenty. They, they have, the field has about, eight acres I think and the entire thing has just vendors um where they're selling their antiques they're uh they they range from cars to anything you can possibly imagine so we had about four hours to run around with a golf cart um and grabbing things from the vendors and then really yes and put together a room and my team, which was actually just me and supposed to be a team of four, uh, but two of my teammates didn't show up. So it was just me and this other girl. 
And wow, sounds like me at every group project ever when I went back in school. Like, it always just ended up being, like, me and then somebody else who did, like, minimum work. And then you have to put their name on the project. Yes, I did that all the time. And I was like, oh, yeah, they totally did stuff. It wasn't totally all me. <laughs> yes. So that did help. That does happen, happen as well at college level. And, and I had, because I'm older, because I've been, you know, I have three degrees. So by the time I did my interior design degree, I was 10 years older than all my, my peers um, mm-hmm. and more, more experienced as well. So the poor girl on my team had no idea what we were doing and <laughs> where to get started or anything. So I said, all right, that's okay. Well, this is what we're going to do. And we had, I put the two together. We have a kitchen that we need to do. And we are in a antique um, fair. So I, that brought me back to Brazil. And we have a family farm that I used to visit every, every break I got from school. I was at the farm. So I thought that was a great inspiration to, to do something cool. And it, it was nice. It was, it was hard. It was a lot of work. But we ended up winning one of, one of the awards. And that was very rewarding. It turned out really pretty, Jackie. You were right. It was. Uh, I saw the pictures and I thought it was really cool. If we find some of them on the internet, we can put on your show page. Yep. So our listeners can see your your competition. It was actually pretty cool. It was uh, a farm kitchen, all with antique pieces. It was. Um, mm-hmm. It was actually pretty neat. And then, and then, I get this place. <laughs> and uh, oh my gosh and so graciously you helped me uh on with, oh my gosh I don't even know the, the beginning of the whole project was such a disaster and you were right there with me um throughout the whole time and it was just so nice um so I bought this house it's a 1930s farmhouse and it was basically falling apart. Claudia did a video walkthrough, and basically from far away, she created this beautiful floor plan. It was unbelievable how she was able to even get the whole flow of the house on that video and recreate. She gave me three different designs wow. on how. I think I recall seeing these, like you printed out pieces of paper I'll and you're like, this you. is what Claudia gave to me for the house. And I was like, wow. Okay. Yes. And every single contractor and every single engineer or architect I would talk to, I was like, no, sir, this is the plan. <laughs> I have it here. She did it all. And um, we it was basically, we spent lots of hours on it. And the only reason I could move forward was that the engineers were kept telling me that because of the house is so old, they were afraid of moving some of the walls. Mm-hmm. Because I think the first two, the first two plans that she gave me we were moving things around Mm -hmm. making the place like like she said making the place nice and livable and and flowy and she did just that it was unbelievable how she she would have transformed this place but they were just worried that you know 
moving uh, uh, these are almost a hundred year old kind of wall yeah yeah and it will be very difficult for them to raise another wall or kind of level the flooring or like just to like replace things in general yes because uh, uh, or or you restore and keep the way it is or you tear you tear everything down mm -hmm. so at the end it would be too much headache so we decided to keep everything um, the way it was and just basically uh, continue the renovation with more like um, I wouldn't say cosmetics but like more like aesthetic quality yes not just like mo changing the whole flow of the whole place how mm -hmm. it was it was but it's more like replacing floors and painting walls like yeah we replaced the floors the ceilings and we paint the walls and we uh, redid all the baths but we didn't move uh, and I still think one of the things that she wanted to do um, that I really am still thinking about is to put a front wall remember cloud because I didn't have a, a not a front wall a front door oh yes I didn't <laughs> yeah I didn't have a front door and I still don't have a front door it's just like a side door like on the side of the kitchen it's like yeah literally I got a package the other day and the dude put the package like across the porch because he didn't know where our door was I'm just like well thanks UPS guy like this is exactly what I needed yeah I still don't have a front door and I think I would like to add the front door and incorporate the way you did the front entrance and another thing that she really wanted to do was to change the staircase yeah <laughs> and I really wanted to do that still uh, but it's um, the guys are all so they're such a chicken they don't <laughs> want to do anything around here <laughs> yeah because there's a the, the house is so old that they don't want to compromise the structure and to the staircase is is a tricky one and I, mm -hmm. I knew you I, I knew all along that you would have a hard time with that one you get it's gonna yeah. require a good um, structural engineer to to uh, assess how strong this structure still is and then to be able to remove and, and rebuild the stair uh according to to code mm -hmm. yeah and then and, and, and the space that you know back in the day you know they when they built this house in 1930s uh they didn't have bathrooms. They used to have outhouses. Yeah. So, and and the they didn't have f f uh, central air conditioning. So the when the people added the central air conditioner, they they used the staircase, and that's why you, mm. it's it's so weird and and looks weird when you look at the stairs. You have this gap. It's because the 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 piping for the air is right there and you can't move unless well actually you can because they found out that that's not the the actual air piping that we are using right now the but um it would be just as extensive amount of work and um it will move with the rest of the house and they were afraid of doing that uh, so. oh i know what you're talking about i think that looks like a slide on yeah. the side of our stairs yeah, every single time one of my friends come over they're like can i slide down this i'm like <laughs> not advised but you can if you want if you want to break a couple of bones but don't do it you know 
I guess, like, yeah, I thought that the, like, the plan when we first moved here, I thought it was so cool. It was like, ah, oh, we're going to be building stuff. My house is going to be all nice and cool. But, you know, I get why we didn't do it. Because, you know, it's more like compromising your safety type of deal. You know, it's not too good to be, like, living in a really pretty house. And it's like, ah, such a nice house. But, like, next thing you know, like, collapse on you, you know, because <laughs> you didn't do it right. So... Yeah, but it, it, I guess it, throughout the whole process, I kept showing her pictures and still, uh, you know, getting advice from her. And I, I would say that she put her seal of approval on how it turned out. Yes, yes, I did. The thing is also, <laughs> is what is the point of buying an old house if you're going, mo- if you're going to modify everything? You, you, won't, you only want to do so much that will keep the... the the original house and its identity, right? Mm-hmm. Because otherwise you would have, it would be better to just build one from scratch, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I'm actually happy the way, how we did and, and keeping the, the, the original windows, the baseboards, the, all the wood framing that is everywhere mm-hmm. and and it's just give give it the whole thing character right absolutely your house is very charming yeah and i kept that that pretty um uh chandelier that you were in love with just because of you <laughs> good like i don't see, i don't i don't see what she sees on this chandelier but i'm gonna keep it because she says it's pretty <laughs> Good. I'm glad. I'm, you know, it's so nice to hear that because most of clients do not uh, like doing what they, the designer recommend. And that's actually one of the reasons why I don't like uh, doing residential design professionally. I can do for friends and family members, uh, but professionally, professionally, I don't think I would be able to do because you as a professional, you give your input and your recommendation and then the client goes no I don't like that I'm gonna do my way (laughs) (laughs) and you're like why did you hire me (laughs) yeah yeah, right (laughs) you know as long as they're paying that's fine but at the same time it is a little bit frustrating because you have a, a design concept that you're trying to achieve and the client has seen that he he or she has approved the concept but then they don't want to to follow the instructions and if they then if they don't they, they're not going to get what they liked in the first place so it gets very yeah. challenging that that is actually hilarious i mean that is that is so funny i mean i think that i could also relate in this aspect like is like completely different another art related thing you know just like you know, somebody asks you to like to draw something for them. It's like, okay, I'll put, I'll like have my gracious time spending on your weird OC that you asked me to draw. So I'm like, okay, so I'll draw your character. I draw the character, and they're like, no, this is wrong. You like <laughs> did the wrong thing. I'm like, well, I'm doing exactly how your character is there, kind of putting my own spin on the character, making her like. <laughs> cooler looking and it's like no then it's like then why did you ask me if you know what I do then then like why did you ask me but also I had another question another question for you know when you were getting went to school for interior design did you do a lot of math like for like the architecture side absolutely 
Absolutely. Really? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, I was just wanting to, to make sure, you know, for my friend who's doing interior design, she was telling me like, yeah, I have to do two years of physics and I got to take pre-calculus. I'm just like, well, good luck with that. You know, it's <laughs> like, have the time of your life doing all that math. But now I have, have, it's confirmed now I can give her a solid answer. Yes. Now there's a lot of math involved. There's a lot of calculations. You cannot even build a stair, um, a staircase if, without using math and there's all the, ma mm -hmm. the measurements and then you have the metric system and that you have the imperial system. Uh, you have to be a lot of converting back and forth. Uh, you also use the decimals. <laughs> it gets, so, but you get used to it, you know, because it's, it, you're always doing it on your everyday, uh, mm -hmm. everyday activities. So. Yeah, that's why you need a degree because someone <laughs> remodeling your place <laughs> miscalculated the staircase. And it's boom. Like lopsided. It's like, is this how it's supposed to look? Oh, totally. I calculate everything. Right, exactly. That would not be good. <laughs> then you have somebody tumbling down the staircase. And... <laughs> Life alert. I can't get up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I'm telling you this. This has been great, um, and I I see why though you you went towards when you went to Jacksonville. I think that's when you know the whole moving towards the commercial projects started, and and how um, it has fascinated you with the whole. It's it's a lot different from from the the, the personal and home designing. Uh, and it's even more, in a way, more interesting to people might think that uh, designing an office building is it's boring, but actually you got to have this vision on what all the people are going to be doing in there, mm -hmm. how they're going to feel, if how the work's going to be done, the flow of the building, all that is actually very interesting. Yes, and it's all, all required because otherwise you're not, you're not designing it. You have to think about it. You have to put yourself on the client and the, the user's shoes. What are they going to be doing there on a daily basis? How can you help them have a good day and be productive and achieve the goals that they are there for? Do you feel like you said something about interior designing and decorating? Um, but when you do, though, uh, design the place where so you create the floor plan you kind of have a vision of what goes where too, right? I mean, you could be both all in one or you rather do the design and someone does the decoration. How, how does one thing tied with the other? So all interior designers are also decorators. Decorators are not interior designers. Okay. So that is it's the It's like a rectangle is a square, but a square is not a rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Somehow. <laughs> a rectangle is a square, but a square is not a rectangle. That's what I heard. Or, no, no, no. It's a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square. I, I mix it up all the time. That's, that's what I hear right, from so, geometry. So an interior designer is a decorator, but a decorator is not an interior exactly. designer. Exactly. Wow. The, in, in, <laughs> yeah, because decoration or decorating is just a small part of the interior design right so now so, I do I, I do interior design uh, for hospitals 
So I don't do uh, senior living facilities anymore. So senior li living facilities are a mix, it's a mix of uh, residential and healthcare. Now mm -hmm. I do fully healthcare from entire hospital. So from the lobby, from the public bathrooms, operating room, exam rooms, doctor's office, uh, physical therapy, staff lounge, you name it, anything inside the hospital, uh, that's what I deal with. The projects are way larger. There are typically hundreds of thousand square feet buildings, several floors, uh, a lot of work, but still so rewarding. You still think about in when you go into the lobby, what do you want to you the, the users or the visitors to see first? And then there's wayfinding attached to it. From there, once they step into the building, they are in the lobby, how do they know where do they need to go? Mm -hmm. You know, what clinic, what, you know, they need to go to the, the ICU. It's one way. How are you going to make them understand there, the, sorry, this, without you being there and telling them, here, take the elevator up to the second floor. You know, you need to think about that. And then you have to think about what is, what if there's an, an emergency, right? This is an issue that we have uh, on a daily basis. Some, we, talk, we see that on the news all the time, there's a shooting someplace. What if that, unfortunately, hopefully not, knock on wood, but mm -hmm. if, if it happens in, inside a hospital and people need to flee immediately, they need to know where the exits are. They need to have doors that swing out as they run out of the building. They need um, clearances, so they're not bumping and tripping on, onto furniture or equipment. All of the things are in place, are there codes and, codes and regulations put in place for safety, right? Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. It's really interesting. And then, yeah, and then when you are not solving the problems of the world <laughs> you are enjoying the beach outside huh? <laughs> yes yes i love the beach you know being an island girl uh i have to be near the ocean that's for sure <laughs> yeah we went to visit you guys in florida what two years ago and we had a blast with 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 the family and going to the beach and just staying home having a good time and it was awesome and mm, we was. can't wait until we have uh, the time to visit you guys in California. Yay! We're excited to have you all <laughs> coming visiting us. And so we can show you around and show you the beaches and our favorite restaurants. That will be fun. Yeah, That would be so fun. Let's do it very soon. Yes, <laughs> yes. And, well, this has been awesome, Cloud. Thank oh, you, you so much for taking the time. You're very welcome. I know you are very busy to talk to us. I I really appreciate this being great. It's, of course. Yes, it it's been my honor. I've been trying to do this for you guys for the longest time. I'm so happy we, we were able to do this today. Yes. And where can our listeners find out more about you besides Instagram? Is there anywhere else they can find out more about your work or you, for now you just have Instagram? The best way is the Instagram for now. Uh, mm -hmm. I have new things will be coming up in the near future, but for now I'm just focusing all the attention on Instagram and posting updates right there. That's the best one. 
Thank you. That's that. That's awesome. And uh, I think that you will do great things. I mean, Thank I don't you. think I know you will do great things in California and wherever this job is going to take you. And I can't wait to one day. I mean, not because I'm going to be sick, but I can't <laughs> wait one day to visit this hospital that you put it together. <laughs> I'm sure. And, you know, I don't want you guys to. If you want to visit the hospital when you're not sick to appreciate the design, that's great. I would hate for yeah, you guys to have to go to the hospital because you're sick. <laughs> yeah, I get sick. It's like, I would like to be transferred to the hospital in San Diego, please. <laughs> Once again, Claudia, everyone, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. It's been my pleasure. Kisses, beijos. Beijos.